Chapter 28 of Balsamo the Magician by Alexander Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In the Loft To tell the truth, the loft where Jacques stowed his guest was not fit for habitation. The mattress was on the floor and the chief article of furniture. Rats had pulled about and gnawed a heap of yellowed papers— on clotheslines across the attic were paper bags in which were drying beans, herbs, and household linen. "'It is not nice to look upon,' apologized the host. "'But sleep and darkness make the sumptuous palace and the meanest cottage much alike. Sleep as youth can do, and nothing will prevent you thinking you slept in the royal palace. But mind you do not set the house afire we will talk over matters in the morning good night and hearty thanks said gilbert left alone in the garret with all the precaution recommended he took up the light and made the rounds of the room as the newspapers and pamphlets were tied in bales he did not open them but the bean-bags were made of printed pages of a book which caught his eye with the lines one sack knocked off the line by his head, burst on the floor, and in trying to replace the beans he fell to reading the wrappers. It was a page from the love of a poor youth for a lovely and fashionable lady named Lady Warrens. Gilbert was congratulating himself on having the whole night to read this love story on the wrappers when the candle went out and left him in gloom. He was ready to weep with rage. He dropped the papers on the heap of beans and flung himself on his couch, where he slept deeply in spite of his disappointment. He was roused only by the grating of the lock. It was bright day. Gilbert saw his host gently enter. "'Good morning,' he muttered, with the red of shame on his cheeks as he saw Jacques staring at the beans and empty bags. "'Did you sleep soundly?' "'Yes.' "'Nay, are you not a sleepwalker?' "'Alas, I see why you say that. "'I sat up reading till the candle was burnt out, "'from the first sheet on which my eyes fell so greatly interested me. "'Do you, who know so much, know to what lovely novel those pages belong?' "'I do not know, but as I notice the words confessions on the headline,' I should think it was memoirs. Oh, no! The man so speaking is not doing so of himself. The avowals are too frank, the opinions too impartial. I think you are wrong, said the old gentleman quickly. The author wanted to set an example of showing himself to his fellows as heaven created him. Do you know the author? The writer is Jean-Jacques Rousseau. These are stray pages out of his confessions. So this unknown, poor, obscure youth, almost begging his way afoot on the high roads, was the man who was to write Emile and the social contract? Yes, or rather, no said the other with unspeakable sadness. This author is the man, disenchanted with life, glory, 
society, and almost with heaven. But the other Rousseau, Lady Warren's, was the youth entering life by the same door as Aurora comes into the world, youth with his joys and hopes, an abyss divides the two Rousseaus thirty years wide. The old gentleman shook his head, let his arms sadly droop and appeared to sink into deep musing. So, went on Gilbert, it is possible for the meanly born like Rousseau to win the love of a mighty and beautiful lady. This is calculated to drive those mad who have lifted their eyes to those above their sphere. Are you in love? And do you see some likeness between your case and Rousseau's? asked the old gentleman. Gilbert blushed without answering the question. But he won because he was Rousseau, he observed. Yet were I to feel a spark of his flame of genius, I should aspire to the star and seek to wear it even though... You had to commit a crime? Jacques started and cut short the interview by saying, I think my wife must be up. We will go downstairs. Besides, a working day never begins too soon. Come, young man, come. On going forth, Jacques secured the garret door with a padlock. This time he guided his ward into what Teresa called the study. The furniture of this little room was composed of glazed cases of butterflies, herbs, and minerals, framed in ebonized wood, books in a walnut case, a long, narrow table covered with a worn and blackened cloth, with manuscripts orderly arranged on it, and four wooden chairs covered in horsehair. All was glossy, lustrous, irreproachable in order and cleanness, but cold to sight and heart, from the light through the gauze curtains being gray and weak, and luxury, or comfort itself, being far from this cold, ashy, and black fireside. A small rosewood piano stood on four legs, and a clock on the mantelpiece alone showed any life in this domestic tomb. Gilbert walked in respectfully, for it was grand in his eyes, almost as rich as Tavernay, and the waxed floor imposed on him. "'I am going to show you the nature of your work,' said the old gentleman. "'This is music paper. When I copy a page, I earn ten cents. The price I myself fix. Do you know music?' "'I know the names of the notes, but not their value, as well as these signs.' In the house where I lived was a young lady who played the harpsichord, and Gilbert hung his head coloring. Oh, the same who studied botany, queried Jacques. Precisely, and she played very well. This does not account for your learning music. Rousseau says that the man is incomplete who enjoys a result without seeking the cause. Yes, but also that man in perfecting himself by the discovery loses his happiness, freshness, and 
instincts. What matter if what he gains compensates him for what he loses? Gad, you are not only a botanist and a musician, but a logician. At present we only require a copyist. While copying, you will train your hand to write more easily when you compose for yourself. Meanwhile, with a couple of hours copy work at night, you may earn the wherewithal to follow the courses in the colleges of medicine, surgery, and botany. I understand you, exclaimed Gilbert, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. He settled himself to begin work on the sheet of paper held out by the kind gentleman. End of chapter 28 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia